Hi there, and welcome back to Resilient Entrepreneurs. In this episode, we're thrilled to bring you a mashup of some of the most inspiring stories and lessons we've heard from the 11 incredible entrepreneurs we've featured so far in season two. You'll hear from celebrity makeup artist, entrepreneur, and philanthropist, Christina Flack from the US, who's also NBC TV's on-air beauty expert. She shared how she overcame deep grief and started a charity out of that life-changing experience. And she was really candid about how she's so much more successful than she ever imagined. And there's award-winning entrepreneur, Claire McDevitt, who talks about what's important to look for in a business partnership. She would know she overcame a partnership breakup and still trusted herself to do it again. Now she's in a partnership that's working really well. We also heard from Australian elite para-athletes, Natasha Price and Adam Shepard, who started a business to make disability visible so that more places are more physically accessible. And then there's Jamin Fraser, a professional writer, speaker, and coach, previously a church pastor, also from Australia, who shared pure gold on how to overcome insecurity. He's made that his life's work. His full episode is rich with mind shifts, one to be listened to over and over. Yeah, and there's so much more. These entrepreneurs have shown us what it truly means to be resilient. Join us as we revisit their stories, hear their insights, and uncover their secrets to success. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or just starting out, you won't want to miss this episode. So let's jump in. Season 2, Episode 1 with Christina Flack. Glance at Christina Flack's LinkedIn profile and you'll quickly see what a successful go-getter she is. She's the president and CEO of Pretty Girl Makeup, a company she founded. She's a celebrity makeup artist, entrepreneur, and philanthropist, and an on-air beauty expert featured on NBC TV. Her Instagram account with with close to 20,000 followers is at Christina Flack Makeup. She's working on a new cosmetics line for men and women. And what we love about Christina is that she believes in the importance of inner beauty, wellness, nutrition, and manifestation. It's not all about the gloss and glamour, although that's always a nice touch. Christina joins us on Resilient Entrepreneurs to share what makes her resilient. And trust us, she's had some tough things to work through in life. What's the best thing to do at the start of your journey? I would say the best thing and most important thing is um, being an entrepreneur. You have to really love what you do because it is going to take so much more time, so much more effort, so much more money than you can even imagine. So you really have to enjoy the process because if you don't love it and want to wake up every day and can't wait to do it, it's going to fail because it's exhausting and sometimes very frustrating. Um, Tyler has a great saying that, you know, it's really hard to be exceptional because if anyone knew how hard it is, no one would do anything. So it's actually better that you don't know. I know that there's a lot of people in the world that are in corporate jobs or in jobs that they just don't love and they want to make a change. And so what I urge people to do is uh, work after work, get a part-time job doing what it is that really brings you joy and fills your heart um, and, and on the weekends and not quit your job because I didn't do that. I mean, I am very grateful that I have uh, pretty girl. That is my my company that I started. So days that I'm not on set, I'm doing interviews and I'm and and I work on my company. So for me, a perfect fit. Uh, both my careers actually help each other. It differentiates me as a makeup artist that I have my own line, and it helps my line that I'm still a working makeup artist. So uh, I'm very grateful for that. But 
I, I love both aspects of my job. It's exhausting being a makeup artist because you wake up early and it's a long day. Yeah. Uh, so that's why on days that I don't have a shoot, I can be a normal person. I can go work out, I go to yoga class. I can, you know, do stuff and, and be in my office or work in my home. So I'm, I, I have created the life that I want and uh, I love how it is. Season two, episode two with Raina Drake. Well, Raina Drake joins us today. She's a fantasy fiction author, a leadership coach, and a business development strategist. And she teaches a concept of dynamic growth. It's her passion, and she sees it as the single most powerful force available to us, each of us as individuals, personally and professionally as entrepreneurs. Her business is Lead and Thrive, and she challenges us to reimagine success. In this episode, we're going to hear how ineffective leadership is what holds back a lot of businesses, and we're going to tap into what makes Raina resilient. You know, maybe this is an opportunity for people to kind of take stock and think that they might do something differently this year, and, and that something different could well be an internal shift in how do we perceive the world? How do we process um, what happens to us and happens for us? Correct. I think especially for entrepreneurs and um, new business owners or people who are thinking of going into business, one thing one must really, uh, I, I think, appreciate from the get-go is that you are going to face challenges. It is part and parcel of running a business. You cannot avoid this no matter how smart, no matter how strategic you are, no matter how many resources you have at your disposal. What changes is what kind of issues or concerns you have to deal with. But the fact that you have to deal with challenges does not change. So if you go into business taking this into account and accepting this fact, when you do come face to face with these challenges, you know that it's not the end. It's just what it's in the, it's the nature of business. So it can help you continue where um, you would otherwise have, say, clocked out and said, I can't do this. Season two, episode three with Claire McDevitt. Award-winning entrepreneur Claire McDevitt. Claire co-founded Fit to Fly in response to the Bermuda Health Council's need for more certified antigen test providers on the island. Claire's primary business, Healthcare Solutions, is growing and thriving. She started Healthcare Solutions in 2019, focusing on medical organizational management and staffing solutions. Claire, do you have any tips for people who are thinking about going into partnership? Because we always espouse the, the benefits of being in a partnership because we're very lucky to be in a very good, we just complement each other well. Did, was there anything from that experience that you took that you might be able to help others choose well? Um, I think it's that you both have to believe that you're you're doing it for the right reasons. We were friends and it's both of you sitting down and knowing that you're doing it for the right reasons, right? If you're doing it because I want, like, I want to make a positive impact on the community versus someone who wants to just make as much money as possible, right? There are the things that you would have to discuss and go, okay, where does that lie? Because some of those business decisions may not be, you might not be able to make it see a, a good business decision together because if I'm financially driven versus purposeful driven, they're, they're not going to mirror each other, right? Like, and that's just an example of, of, of making sure you sit down and go, why are we in business together? Why do we want to be in business? And 
being best friends or being this is not always the right, the first thing that should be said. Um, is kind of making sure that your your mission for being t- together is the same. Definitely understanding what the, the vision of your partnership and that you're both doing the same thing. And then um, and then putting in some clear guidelines of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable, right? If I I'm, I work long hours, but I'm flexible and it suits me, but your partner might only want to work nine to five, Monday to Friday and have every holiday off. These are the different things that you have to consider. Like so- Season two. Episode 4 with Natasha Price and Adam Shepard. Natasha Price and Adam Shepard are the brainchild and founders of Invincible. Invincible is an organization that exists to empower all people to discover passion and purpose, to embrace challenges, uh, to adapt and overcome obstacles. Here's what makes their work even more meaningful. They create positive and impactful change for people living with disability by helping to make disability visible. Why you were called to create this business, Invincible, and what, how did you get to where you are today? We're trying to show everyone out there that just because you have a disability doesn't mean you're different to mm-hmm. anyone else. We wanna build a life where everybody is, is empowered to go out and chase the life that they want, regardless of what their ability is. And at the same time, go out and motivate people to be happy, to be joyous and to embrace their challenges and and adapt and overcome. And I really like the way you position it. Choose your motivation. Like we're all Mm -hmm. motivated by something, by different things. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, How do you find that motivation? Stoke that why with fire. You know, you want to, you want to give, passion to it not just have a why not just have a reason but kind of keep stoking it so that you keep keep that fire burning so that you have that reason to get up every day you have that reason to Mm. keep chasing your dreams and Mm. the only way you can do that is by figuring it out and knowing exactly what it is honing on it and then use that as your the fire in your belly to keep you going yeah absolutely Yeah. yeah we talk a lot about using your intrinsic motivators so you know the stuff that you're really really passionate about the stuff that makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up in life to to pull you to move you forward and you know and to pull and you know and everyone ends up in in those funks and like as you said so it's using those things to to help pull you out and and keep you on the on the track season two episode five with colin rago Colin Rigo, the founder and CEO of Bermuda's fastest growing technology-driven company, the Sargasso Group. Since its inception in January of 2019 as a restaurant delivery company, the brand has rather quickly grown into what is now a household name. Colin tells us the group is in aggressive growth mode and in strong financial health, despite the challenging global economic climate. So you say at the heart of Sargasso is its commitment to deliver community impact, through innovation and technology, focusing on the virtues of diversity, inclusivity, and spirituality. Why is community impact so important to you? So sustainability is key. And many businesses is often transactional and quantified, but I think where people are missing the mark and we're seeing a shift in, in today's uh, era is people. And if people are, are the essence of our community and a company is a group of people with one objective, then if we focus on the people, the most important resources, the human resources, um, and driving impact through their lives and every, and their ecosystem, which is the community, then it becomes a much more sustainable situation. Business and people, and, and that's really how we succeed as entrepreneurs. But we're 
called Resilient Entrepreneurs for a reason on this podcast. And we invited you on because we recognize there's been a lot of um, opportunities to build resilience in your life. Yeah. What would you say is the one thing that stands out for you that's really helped you build resilience? Well, resilience and adversity, I feel like are very synonymous. Surfing is about training, being prepared and getting up on trying to, you're waiting for the right wave, trying to paddle out to the wave, get up on the board, ride that wave as long as you can. And most times you don't get the wave. Just kind of like life. It's a constant, if you want to grow, you're constantly being put in uncomfortable positions. And it's that uncomfort, that constantly desire to be broken, the constant desire to want to grow and evolve. That is what, for me, is what resilience is about. It's embracing adversity to make us stronger. So adversity enables us to be resilient. Embracing adversity allows us to be resilient and to keep on pushing through. And if it's easy, you're not trying hard enough. If you're not failing, you're not trying at all. Season 2, Episode 6 with Crystal Diverti. Crystal Diverti is the organizational queen. She approaches systems and processes with passion. She loves lists and she's outrageously organized. She might convince you as a small business owner that systems are part of your entire life, not just your business. Now, when I think of systems, I think of processes, but Crystal might flip that around today. She says, no matter what stage of your business you're in, smart systems can help you focus more on progress and less on process. Having systems in place in your life impacts the systems in your business or the growth yes. of your business. How do those two correlate? A lot of people don't realize how many systems you actually have in your personal life. We have a system for how we pack the dishwasher, how we do washing with our clothes. You know, you separate the colors or you put all the big stuff together. We even we're taught systems as a child because you go across the road and you're taught to look left and look right and look left again or if you're on the other side of the world the opposite way until you are clear to then proceed with the next step which is crossing the road so we so many people just don't realize how much our lives are actually systemized whether we like it or not in some instances and i think business is just the next step when when you're in business of implementing systems into your life and it, it's even equally so it kind of does a full 360 because then when you have kids you're then starting to train systems and processes in and and people always say to me oh my god you've got standard operating procedures in your laundry for your kids on how to blah 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 I'm like, mm, yep <laughs> That's and, brilliant. And I, yeah. But creating the systems can make the difference. I mm. love it. I love it. What would yeah. you say um, is one of the most important concepts for success? Be the dumbest person in the room, really, to, to, to seek out people that are at that next level of business so that you can surround yourselves with people who can guide you and you can ask those questions that the people at your level or below are not going to know the answers because they're not there yet. They haven't had that experience and they don't have that skill set and knowledge. And equally to ask questions, to not respond, but to listen and learn. And I think that 
is equal no matter who you're talking to whether it's clients or staff peers mentors your family because the minute we're starting to ask to respond we're not actually listening and therefore we as a person whatever role that looks like is not you're not learning and growing so if you're not learning and growing are you succeeding season two Episode 7 with Tracy Baker Lawrence. Tracy, you're a relationship and personality psychologist. And you teach and use Enneagram as a tool to help people through difficult situations. How would you apply this to business? I mean, we, you know, our audience is a lot of um, solopreneurs, people who are working on their own, but still obviously working in the community with clients and other partners and vendors. So how, I I can only imagine that this helps to build resilience in some way. It's used in organisations all over the world and I've used it a bit in organisations here. My great passion is personal relationships. But I think in terms of resilience, I think it's about the capacity to, well, a lot of everything comes for me back to being able to be present, but to be able to be self-aware and be self-compassionate and to be able to self-regulate. I think, I think those three things are really powerful. And I think if we can do that, then we'll be resilient. And for me, that's what resilience is. Can you handle it? There's a lot of traffic and you're running late. Can you handle it? Can you handle it? Can you be okay? And I think if we have self-awareness and we know why the ego is driving us and we can have a little chat to it and say, thank you very much, but that's not very helpful right now. <laughs> and you can bring self-compassion in and you can regulate your nervous system. For me, that's resilient. And so then maybe bringing that into organisations, I think it's still about can we be all more self-aware? Because we do, there is so much reactivity in the world, which distresses me to see that, so much automatic reactivity and people struggling to even understand what's going on in them, let alone to understand it, let alone to then um, make sense of it and then be able to regulate it. And so- Season 2, Episode 8 with Jamie Fraser. Jamin Fraser, a professional writer, speaker, and coach. Thanks so much for having me. It's a real treat to be here. Yeah, great. Look, can we jump right into the conversation at the deep end? Is that all right with you? That's my favorite place to start. Jamin, has there been a time in your life that you can recall um, and don't mind sharing that was a pivotal moment of you recognizing your insecurity? Yeah, well, the distinction around solving insecurity is that my conviction is that not only can you solve insecurity, you must, and and it's possible to be completely free from insecurity at your current level of growth and to show up with no no hindrance. But if you do that and when you do that, you will take new territory and explore new horizons and step into a bigger space to play in and therefore you'll step in new uncertainty and, and then bang your head on the limit of your narrative around I can be this good but not that good, I can go this far but not that far, I can work with these people but not those people, I can earn this money but not that money. So so there are times where I reach the limit of what my story has enabled me to do um, frequently and then break through that and then experience a, a period of great freedom and, and presence. Like everything was going well but you just wanted to to do better, you wanted to do more, you wanted to reach further. And that's exactly how it was, yeah. I just thought, yeah, this is an, the next step, the next evolution in me being me and doing good work in the world. This is a natural step. Not everyone thought that. In, in fact, there was probably no one in my world who thought that was the good next step for me to take. 
but I I knew that it was right for me. So that that also increased the insecurity, the fact that I'd lost all my cheer squad, and yeah. now I had to look internally for resources around whether I'm doing the right thing or not. So another key component of uh, why the insecurity really showed up. Yeah, so gentlemen, unhindered, what is your definition of that? What do you mean by that? And what is the holy grail of unhindered if we were to achieve self-actualization? Yeah, I, I love the idea that it's the ability to be at your best where it matters most. So I think we all have magic inside of us and and people often have experiences of that magic showing up, but not necessarily at the moments that matter. There's opportunities that pass people by like, oh, I'm just not ready or I'm on the back foot or I'm nervous or I feel like an imposter or I, I don't know, I'm just not ready. Whereas to be unhindered is to have nothing to prove and nothing to defend. It's just to be able to show up. I'm, I'm here and I know who I am and I'm able to contribute out of the overflow of who I am. So I love thinking about it as uh, there's no handbrake, there's no internal resistance. You have full permission from yourself to be you. Season 2, Episode 9 with Dante Hunt. Dante Hunt to Resilient Entrepreneurs. And we can't wait to see where this conversation goes. Dante is an example of following your passion, of doing what you love, loving what you do. Hi, Dante. Hello, Vicky and Laura. So, Dante, tell us what you love most about being an entrepreneur. What do I love most? Great question. You know what? I, I truly believe that entrepreneurs are in the artist space. I like to create. and Well, at least that's what I like to do. I like to create. And it's something special about creating. You have the latitude to do almost whatever you want. You're at the pilot seat, if you will. The ultimate, I guess, satisfaction is sometimes, I say sometimes, sitting back and looking at what you've created. And it, it just feels absolutely awesome. The reason why I say sometimes, because we get so stuck in as entrepreneurs, right? And so we've never, we've never arrived, right? And so we, sometimes we cannot just see all of what we've accomplished because, you know, we're always looking for more and more and more. Have I done enough? X, Y, and Z. So I'm, I, I guess first and foremost is it, it's creating, being a creator naturally. And we talked about this earlier. You get the sense of freedom, right? It's give and take, right? But you control what the direction of the business, uh, and it's up to you. That can be scary, but sometimes it can be, many times, it can be awesome. It's, and it all depends on how you prepare yourself uh, yeah. when you get into a role of, of an entrepreneur and, and leading a company. Maybe we could talk a bit about what the difference is between a passion project and a business because a passion project maybe you're not the ceo cfo you're really just doing what you love but is it really a business you're making money out of it i feel like it's a mindset thing but what's your view on that look if you're doing a passion project what is a passion project to be honest if it's something that if you break even you don't care and even if you take a little loss it's the benefit is maybe giving back to humanity something like that, well, that's fine. If you are looking to uh, be in the green and grow and upscale and be what I believe entrepreneurs are, then yes, you're going to have to uh, get out of your comfort zone and uh, learn some stuff that maybe you don't want to. Yeah. That is the nature of the beast or yeah. the beauty. Of Season two. Episode 11 with Antonia and Lloyd Holder. 
Antonia and Lloyd Holder, we've worked with you over a period of time, watching the development of from an idea to a beautiful product that is now on the shelves in the market. Um, and we know that the process between ideation to development to deliver of an actual product is a long tedious journey. My name is Antonia Hoda and I am the founder and creator of Kids Digital Wellness. Our daughter going through the COVID period is when it really hit us watching her posture on the device. She had a little Kindle fire at the time and it was at that point that it just became top of mind for us to figure out a way to help her with her posture and then Lloyd and I to be aligned with our vision of how we wanted to improve our kids our daughter's lives while using her technology and so that is how Digiri was born. So a question that we like to ask um, guests on Resilient Entrepreneurs is whether you ever considered quitting, whether it ever felt like it was just too hard and what got you past that point? So there were times that we ran into barriers, hurdles around, you know, the design phase, you know, there's so many little nuances, so many things, scenarios that I could never have even thought of or imagined that, that come into play when you're just designing a, a, a product. Mm -hmm. I remember reaching a place where I was like, this is too much. What are we really doing here? I remember feeling a bit overwhelmed with it and thinking, for the effort, is this going to be worth our time? And this is one thing I would say to any entrepreneur that's listening, and they should already know, everything everything has a price. Everything comes at a cost. Mm -hmm. And it may, sometimes it's, it isn't financial, but mm -hmm. and a lot of times it is. It might just be you have to pay to get somebody to sound check, sanity check that idea or the sanity check that, that or proof write, proofread that, that, uh, that article or whatever that's been, something that's been written. So it's just so many pieces of it that require another another contribution, another maybe financial contribution. And all of those little bits add up. And sometimes you may not be in a position where, where the money is, is readily available. And so you have to do almost like a cost-benefit analysis. Okay, do we have enough? Does this make sense? Do we pause? Do we quit? Do we pivot? So that, that is something that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I have not felt like quitting. But I have acknowledged that it's been extremely difficult. There's been periods of extreme difficulty. And I feel like each time we've gotten over those periods, those hurdles, those challenges, I'm reignited, I'm, re I'm fueled up again. God has put someone in our space or place. He has given us the break right with a period of I wouldn't call it rest but I would call it smooth for a short while where we could just continue to push on and grow like mm -hmm. take the next best step before we reached the next hurdle that we had to get over season two episode 12 with Pat Philip Fairn in Pat Philip Fairn. She's the founder and CEO of Objective Consulting Limited. It's a company that provides strategic planning, content development, project management, and executive communications coaching services. This lady is a powerhouse. This lady <laughs> is the one who you feel like just has Teflon, like a thick, 
Teflon. So it doesn't matter what else is falling around, falling down around her. She's just sailing through, pulling it to pieces, putting it all together with a big smile and a bow on top. I mean, that is Pat <laughs> Phillips there to work with. It's such a joy. And you never imagine that Pat would ever have a moment or a setback. Yeah, I think failure is, is an opportunity, right? If you don't fail, if you don't have setbacks, you don't grow. So for me, um, that kind of thing is, is really a growth opportunity. I said to my son in his life always, if you, if, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of not getting it right. You know, no, there is nobody in the world who gets 100% of everything 100% right all the time. And if you do fail, take a lesson from it. What is this? What am I supposed to learn from this? And how am I supposed to grow from it? That's my perspective on failure. What is this teaching me? And how will I grow? So you don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid of setbacks. Just use them to learn. Learn more about yourself. Learn more about you know, the service that you're offering, if you need to make some adjustments, or um, learn more about your clients. There's an opportunity for growth in failure. We shouldn't be afraid to fail. Failing up, right? Failing up and failing forward. Thanks for joining us on Resilient Entrepreneurs. We're Lauren Vicky from Two for One. We love supporting entrepreneurs, especially with mindset, marketing, and motivation, which is why we've built an incredible community of business founders who meet weekly in the Level Up League. If you'd like to know more about it, look us up at twoforonebranding.com.